you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 108 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chachinsky, with my good friend Dogbark24, my dude. How are you doing on this fine week? I'm doing pretty good, how are you? I'm doing good, man, and as always, glad to be here uh, this week. We're going to be talking all about all of the awesome reveal information we got there was two different streams we had the xbox direct plus the bethesda you know zos elder scrolls uh chapter reveal that's all one thing then we also had the scribes of fate dungeon dlc stream on friday of this week which is still this week, although it will be next week by the time you guys hear this. And if you don't listen to it till after that, time doesn't matter anyways. So regardless, uh, yeah, we wanted to include everything in this uh, episode. So we're talking about it all. And uh, there's plenty of exciting stuff to talk about. Not only a new chapter, but a new class, uh, new possible you know stuff for the end of the year since they're switching up the cadence plus we of course have our uh news and pvp status serial updates as well so without further ado let's get right into it dogged my dude what do i mean we got some news going on outside of all the, you know the other news right yeah we have a little bit you know there's the dragon event going on so go kill some dragons or you know you could farm frost vault decimalitar layer marslock and move grave fane while the double drops last or sunspire those are all good options too yeah we were hitting a uh, frost vault and got double drops it was super awesome Yep, definitely beats uh, waiting for dragons to spawn, that's for sure. It also beats waiting for the queue because we didn't actually (laughs) get one of those, but thank goodness for companions because we four-man that thing like G's. Yeah, we did. Unnormal. Of course. (laughs) Well, I don't don't think Isabel is uh, competent enough yet for... uh, (laughs) veteran considering like the first time we're in there she's literally just standing off to the side like healing <laughs> herself hold on was like, yeah healing herself uh, talking to my companion ember <laughs> like and while ember's like don't worry i'll throw down at this destro ulti <laughs> it was an interesting uh experience to say the least yes then our uh, other bit of news is that the PTS is coming out tomorrow, which is Monday. So you have a bit more information then, too. Yeah, a bit more of idea of what's coming, especially with the combat update 37. Yeah, they chose not to put out the article combat update this time since it was pretty uh, 
divisive every time that it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Of real, uh, I mean, I guess that's honestly the best word. Like, it just literally would, you know, they, it would, as I think Gina put it, it would just create more questions than answers. And then everyone would freak out and people would be like, we'll know this and we'll know this. And then when, by the time we ended up getting to the content release, it was so far and away from what everyone thought the start that it was, yeah, I, I don't blame them for going that route. So we'll get a lot of stuff in the PTS on Monday, and that will be hopefully very interesting stuff. I mean, we're literally months away from a brand new class, so anything they introduce, I feel like this one might be a little bit like not introduce too much crazy stuff because we have a class coming. Uh, but you never know. Sometimes they surprise us. Yeah. We uh, there's there's definitely a bit of surprise uh, with the uh, ESO global reveal this year. So, yeah, you're not wrong on that. But then again, we're gonna get into that. Yep. So, uh, that that about wraps up the news there, Hondok. How much longer do we have on this dragon event? Uh, I think it ends February seventh, so another week. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a pretty quick event. You got to do dailies in both Northern and Southern Elsewhere. In case you haven't figured that out yet by now. Because for me, I was like, wow, I'm not going to get all my tickets for one daily. And you know what? No, you're not. You got to go do multiples. So in case you needed that like I did, there you go. And with that, we're going to get right to our current state of Cyrodiil. So, I know, I know, it hurts. White Strikes Mayhem has been postponed. But we're going to get more details soon. And, uh, you know what? I have to give props to my boy because we had this conversation a couple weeks ago and dogged, he 100% called this, so... There you go, dog. Props up to you, man. You you straight up called it. And if you called the reasons too exactly, then <laughs> wow, man. I I'm gonna be amazed. Yeah. Um yeah, so like I said, or like you said, you know, I guessed it. Right? Um Yeah, so what my prediction from a few weeks ago was is that they are going to wait until Serial is working much better on all platforms with the new hardware. So pretty much they're going to install the new hardware. And because and they also maybe, you know, remember the events of last year's quarter one mid-year mayhem. And for those of you that don't remember the events of, you know, last year's quarter one mid-year mayhem, you know, it was all last year. Uh, the battleground system wasn't working as intended which was a huge bummer if you were hoping to do a non-deathmatch battleground game because it was only uh, deathmatch, which was not fun. Because I like yeah. a little bit of variety. Yeah, a lot of people do, actually. A lot of people don't like just deathmatch battlegrounds. Yeah. like I like a little bit of deathmatch, but I also like to play some ob- objective, too. Yeah, one of the things that I don't really get is why they don't just come out and say this. If it's this, right? Maybe it's not this, but the secrecy doesn't make sense to me, honestly. Yeah, 
And I don't know if it's so much secrecy is it just like a mistake on their part for like putting out that first thing that was like, oh, we're going to have uh, White Strikes Mayhem. Like they put out a Twitter, you know, post that had the event calendar and it had White Strikes Mayhem included. Then when they went to the reveal stream, they put out a graphic and of the next events, uh, White Strike was excluded, like it was just not on this new graphic. That led to people asking the forums and Gina confirming through the forums and then later through the stream on Friday that they haven't canceled it, but it has been postponed. And, um, yeah, you know, I feel you, all the PvP community, it's a bit of an eye roll. But, you know, like Dog is saying, if you guys have, like, I, I mean, I know, I know, I know, like, the console players and the PC players are super differentiated, but I know we've talked about this, and if you've gotten a chance to play on PC, the difference with the new hardware and stuff in Cyrodiil, it made a huge, huge difference that they really weren't expecting. And you know what? Maybe that maybe it won't make as much of a difference on console. I don't know. But I think that's kind of what they're waiting for. And that, that was Dog's prediction. And they've been talking about how close they were to getting that new hardware implemented. And the only reason it's been taking so long is uh, delays with everything due to the fact that it's just hard to get anything since 2020. So, uh, yeah, you know, lots of interesting stuff. Uh, I just want my AP personally, you know, I don't care if it's running good or not, but why don't we just make a double AP the rest of the year, you know, just give us a whole year, that's a, fine with me. I don't know, I feel like that's a bit too much to ask for. Like, that's a lot of AP. Too much. Well, you dog. Too much. <laughs> they once said shoot for the moon and you will land among the stars. Uh, if I ask for double AP, maybe I'll get 50% AP the rest of the year. <laughs> maybe. Let a guy dream. I'll let you dream. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'll thank you later then. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some leaderboards. Uh, we before we turn this five pages of notes into three hours. Um, so we've got Grey Host scores for y'all. PC first up. We got 10 days left in the campaign. That means for all you PC players that you, honestly, I mean, 10 days, you may not hear our voice again before this is up. So. You better get the freak in there and score your 25k AP on numerous characters. I'm talking at least five. 50 transmutes per character. That means you can transmute one piece of gear per each thing you do. Or if you have, you know, successfully done a collection system of the piece of gear you want, you're going to be in the 20s to 30s per piece. So this is a real, real, real good time to get in there and make sure you're scoring. 
All you gotta do is look at the campaign, like little thing, it'll show what tier you're in of scoring. Tier one, you're good to go. That's it. So, that being said, let's take a look at the scores. You could tell just amazing competition in there. So PCNA, DC is in the lead. DC in the lead. DC in the lead. And they are at 61.2K. Then we've got EP really close behind. And they're at 60.9K. And then AD is also right there, 60.7K. So we're talking 500 points overall, separating the entirety of the group for NA. I mean, you could throw a blanket over the whole freaking squadron. That's the kind of competition you're looking for, even though it seems like it's kind of lower scores for, you know, the fact that there's only 10 days left. But that's just because the competition is there. And on the U side of things, it switches it up a bit because, well, it basically is topsy-turvy. You got AD on the top now with 66k. M Harpack still in second with 60k. And way in the back, unfortunately, bringing up the caboose, the homies, and the Daggerfall Covenant, 46k. So clearly... Everyone is pouring their efforts into the NA side of things for DC, I guess, this this month. Dog, how are things looking on Xbox? Alright. Well, for uh, Xbox NA, the campaigns have recently reset. Uh, I know as far as Xbox NA went, uh, DC won that campaign. And I celebrated by the constructing all my purple jewelry for getting 100k in the campaign so that's how that's how i spent my victory lap i only got four out of six zircon but well better than none you earned it yeah i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah but there's a 25 days left in these campaigns we have a ad in first with 15.6k EP in second with 14.6k and DC in last with 14.1k. And then for Xbox EU, we have EP in first with 17k, uh, DC in second with 13k, and AD in last with 10k. Sounds like some uh, pretty standard scores for five days in. Yeah. See how it's doing on the PlayStation side of the world. As far as the NA server for Greyhost on PlayStation, we've got DC in the lead. There you go, dog. I switched it up a bit for you this time. Thank you. It, it uh, brings better quality to the podcast. You know, different <laughs> variety. Keeping you on your toes, man. <laughs> And then, uh, so they are leading at 15,561 points. And I'm going to get specific because it's close. We've got AD right behind them at 15,411. So 150 point separation. And then not too far behind, bringing up the caboose, 
We got Evan Hart packed at 14.5k. So it looks like it's going to be a good battle over there in the PlayStation NA side of things this month. And on EU, we've got AD in the lead, 18k. DC in second at 15k. And Evan Hart packed once again and last at 13k. And you know, that's a little unusual. I must say, because EP is always good on the PlayStation side of things, so that's kind of surprising. Seeming last on both uh, servers. Don't you agree, dog? Yes, I agree. That's good, that's good. So that is actually going to wrap it up for our state of Cyrodiil situations. As we said, we're going to have more news on all that uh, PvP and White Strikes Mayhem kind of stuff in the next episode because it will be released on uh, Monday of next week after this recording. So stay tuned because hopefully it'll be all good news. So dog, now let's get in to the reason for the season. It's the ESO global reveal. Everyone's, uh, you know, favorite time of year. It's like Christmas for uh, us. I guess, right? I mean, maybe the chapter is like Christmas. So this is like half Christmas, like when you're like getting rumors of Christmas. I don't know, man. I really don't. But it's a fantastic time of year to be an Elder Scrolls Online fan. I'll tell you that much. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Where should we start, man? Just right at the top? Yeah, I think so. Just right at the top. Right, uh, Elder Scrolls Necrom. That's Necrom. That's right, man. June 5th for PC, a week before my birthday on June 11th, and June 20th for console, which is nine days after my birthday. And yes, I revolve all ESO chapter releases around my birthday. So <laughs> <laughs> now y'all do too. This time we're getting uh, back to Morrowind, which I'm not going to say that we predicted because everyone else predicted it and we're just like, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to say we we were wrong either because, <laughs> I mean, hey, we kind of called it last week. So where, where are we going in Morrowind, dog? We're going, well, if the story is like Shadow over Morrowind. Which is going to be in the Telvanni Peninsula. Okay. So, uh, basically, Mucho Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. And uh, we haven't been there since Arena, which means I've never been there. I, I think, think I could. Uh, I think I could rock a T-shirt that says Mucho Mushroom Kingdom with some. Uh, you know, big Telvani mushroom towers. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think I might get sued, but you never know. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not only going to the Telvani Peninsula, right, dog? We're getting a whole nother. We're getting like two DLCs in one. Yeah, essentially, because the Telvani Peninsula is pretty big. And then we're also going into Apocrypha. Which is the Daedric uh, 
Obliv no, not Daedric. Well, I mean, it is Daedric, but the realm of oblivion of the Daedric Prince of Hermaeus Mora, which you may remember from the uh, DLC in Skyrim, which I'm kind of fuzzing on the name of. Dragonborn? The Dragonborn one? Yeah, I think it was. It was the second one, for sure. But yeah, lots of, uh, you know, books flying around and green, you know, mist. You know, fun stuff like that. Yes, definitely. It's also in ESO and I think the Vile Mance public dungeon. Yeah, he has actually a couple appearances there in ESO. Big ol' Hermamora. Yeah. And of course, one thing that they've been doing of the last, I guess, four years as I look at my shelf now, well, three, including four, including this year, uh, is releasing a statue of the big bad that you could order online. Dog, did you end up getting a statue this year? No, they were already sold out when I went to go look at it. Oh my gosh, dog. Yeah, but it's okay because I was like, man, I don't have to spend $135. Darn. Plus shipping. Darn. Yeah. So I'm looking right here on my Ascendant Lord statue, and it's number 190 of 1500. So that's pretty cool. Uh, 1500 is actually less than the end of making of the Primamora statues this year. And I believe Not, well, you, you got an Ascendant Lord. Yeah, so there's 2,000 Herman Moore ones. There's only 1,500 of the Ascendant Lord ones. Oh. Okay. It has a number on the bottom. You got one of the Ascendant Lord too, right? Yeah, I do. See ya. Do you want me to go look? Because I have to go move a bunch no, of stuff. It's okay. Do you don't have to go <laughs> look. But, um... Yeah, so I'm interested a little bit of the number I'll get for the Hermamora one because as much as I don't want to sidetrack on me buying things, um, Lotus of Doom, uh, one of our great friends of the show and co-host of uh, Tales of Tamriel and Elder Scrolls Lorecast, of course... This is his, you know, big dream. He loves Hermes Mora. The chapter is just all about him. And uh, so he had people, like, telling him, like, oh, dude, the statue, like, went live, you know? But I didn't need people telling me the statue went live because I was already, like, I remember the last two years they did the exact same thing. And... I waited until, like, Gina and Jess were, like, telling everyone, like, oh, yeah, go look at the stuff. And it had been live forever. And so this time, the moment they even were, like, Necrom, I was, like, pulled up the Bethesda store. And it was, like, there's already stuff. And I was, like, well, full send on that <laughs> one. So, uh, but it took me a little bit because I was, like, at work, too. So I was, like, slowly 
you know, going through this process of debating in my head whether I should buy a $140 statue. And, you know, so, like, it did take a bit. But I am curious of if I got, like, possibly, you know, maybe in the top 50 or something. That would be pretty cool. My lucky number is 33. So if I get 33, I'm just saying that I'm going to be, like, flipping out. But we'll see. I think it will come in, like, you know probably after the chapter comes out if it coincides with the last two years releases yeah i uh i remember uh, i remember when i got our breton statue it was like oh yeah this came like six months later i forgot i actually ordered this <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, this heavy thingy honestly like I think that one's still the best one. I'll have to see the Her Memorial one when it gets here, but I love the Ascendant Lord one. That it's so cool. I still need to finish that story, to be fair, and I'm disappointed in myself for not having finished it yet, but dude's statue is awesome. I I could give him that much. Definitely a cool statue, one hundred percent. That you have buried behind stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was cleaning. So. <laughs> All right. So getting back on track. Um, dog, are there any uh, of our cool NPC story character friends coming back? Yeah, there are uh, more egg tong assassins coming back. Uh, we have obviously Naryu. And then the person that, that the girl mentioned, I don't remember. But that's also because I didn't play Varnville, and I think that's where he was from. But yeah, good job. That yeah. was I'm, I'm on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the main one anyone cares about at this point is not you. I mean, come on. Yeah. But what I am on top of though are those two new companions, right? The first one is an Argonian warden, sharp as night. Oh my god, that's gonna be your new companion. No, it's not. <laughs> mm. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really feel like I want to grind out two more companions. I mean, I probably will, but I don't know. I like rocking Isabel. She's a good tank, and yeah. Unless she's just standing in the corner, like, <laughs> like yeah, we Ch- chatting to another the, companion. <laughs> she has the capability of doing that tonight. It's like okay, and we're like constantly running over to her, looking at her, like is she <laughs> just really doing this? Yep, yep, she is. Okay, yeah, she was on break. All right, <laughs> everyone she needs her fifteen break. minutes. Yeah, there you go. And then the uh, second companion is the Red Guard male professor arcanist, uh, Azandar. Did you just say that this companion is an arcanist? Yeah, arcanist or arcanist, however you want to pronounce that. I say arcanist. I think everybody else was saying arcanist. Um, I'm pretty sure arcanist is the correct pronunciation of that word. That's what I would say, too. So, um... That, before I just completely tangent us, that companion's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I, I probably. I mean, it's the new class, so it'll probably be. Yeah, I think that it will be cool. I mean, I don't know, Isabel's tough to beat, but we'll see. So... 
before uh, I just completely dive in on this new class, dog, is there some other stuff that uh, we have to mention here about this new zone? All right, next up we have Oblivion World Events. Um, hopefully, you know, these are different from the uh, Oblivion portals that came with Deadlands in the Blackwood chapter. Because those were, you know, not really the greatest. They were like a public dungeon and less of a world event. So, yeah, hopefully these are definitely like new and better. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, well, they said that these are going to be more like people are using Oblivion portals to like move around the world. Not so much like you're going through them into another thing. So I think it'll be like just powerful monsters, hopefully. Hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Definitely uh, interesting. And then uh, lastly, we have, you know, your normal stuff, trial, public dungeons, and delves. So. Yeah, gotta have those good old public dungeons and delves and... Of course, everyone's favorite, a new trial. Yes, everyone loves the new trial. Now, however, the number one apparently requested feature, a new feature in ESO, is a new class. And that's what we're getting. Although it's not a class I've ever seen anyone request, but, you know, it is what it is. So we're getting the Arcanist. And this class channels the power from Apocrypha to create ruins of power through black books. And yeah, looks pretty freaking cool. There's portals that you could travel through, seemingly going to be one of the skills. And there's this uh, new combo point system that got like briefly mentioned. And they're like, master the combo point system with the Archimist. So. We're going to see. Apparently certain abilities will build them and others spend them. So it's going to be a whole thing. Um, I'm, I think it's Arcanist specific. There's been a lot of discussion about that. Whether it will like uh, be something that comes to their classes. Or something that is like embedded in them already. Um, I did uh, hop in Zynode's chat the other day and i just tossed him the question and he was nice enough to give a thoughtful answer in which he said that it will more than likely be arcanist specific at first but it will could certainly be something that they implement into you know future classes or skill lines or skills or other things because they don't usually implement things and then leave them there to do nothing so and I was like, well, that's a you know pretty good point. Yeah, de- definitely. So there's a lot uh, to go into with the new class. I mean, we're not going to delve too deep into it, honestly, because, I mean, even though I say there's a lot to go into, at the same time, there really isn't too much to go into. I mean, you could hypothesize about a lot. But the concrete evidence we have about the class is only so much. And for now, it honestly may be more uh, fun to just fantasize about it. But what do you think, dog? Are you going to be playing an Arcanist here in uh, June? Uh, no, I played Templar. So 
Still, nothing I, I, is going to change. I would create an Arcanist. Okay. I, 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 uh, I play Templar, so. I've seen this question being posed a lot throughout the community, too. What will they be called? Is it going to be a Stamark and Magark? Is it going to be Staminist and Maganist? Zynode uh, voted for Book Wizards. <laughs> Stamina Book Wizard. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was going to fit personally, but uh, I would love to see it happen. I think People uh, are just simplistic, you know? Yeah, I think uh, Stamark and Magark. That, that's, that's what I'm thinking, too. Even though I did see Nephis also say Stark and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I, I could actually see that. I could no, do it. simplistic. Exactly, man. People get pretty lazy. <laughs> I'm starking it. I mean, you have, you know, the necromancer, right? Stamina necromancer. It's a stam crow. And stam crow macro. So. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, we have a couple guildies really excited for it. Uh, my girl solo was like, oh, what's this new class? You know, so the new class always brings excitement to, into the game. Um, I'm really interested to see what it's going to be like. I don't think it's going to break me away from my love of my Necro, even my love of my Warden. But clearly... Those two things being said right out of my mouth, I do love the new classes a lot, and I'm assuming that this one will probably find a safe place in my heart as well. I did, as well as pony up uh, a ridiculous amount for a Hermes Mora statue, I bought the uh, lithograph as well for uh, Necrom because it displays a beautiful you know picture of the scenery but also it has the arcanist class like in their you know cast of a book and i was like that's super sick and i always regret not getting the uh elsewhere lithograph which had the necromancer on it so there you go that's where my money went this month and i'm not currently shopping online i swear no. At least you're not currently shopping online, right? <laughs> I, I I think that was believable. <laughs> well, that's good. That's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. No one believed it. <laughs> All right, dog. So since you're not going to play an Arcanist, why don't you tell us what's going to happen with uh, Q3 and Q4 for this year? Since we're changing up the cadence. All right, well, Q3 is going to be quality of life improvements and bug fixes. And the only one that they really said anything about is that they're going to have a, a tunable station with all stations in it, which, you know, a couple things here that unfortunately that confirms that there won't be increased slots in houses. Like, so I again, I don't think there's going to be increased slots in houses until they kick off last gen consoles. But you can't do that until PlayStation, you know, the PlayStation 5 is readily available everywhere. Which hasn't, which it hasn't been, whereas I think the Series X, or at least the Series S has been, so. 
definitely interesting with that. Um, I'm definitely kind of interested in how the tunable station is going to work. If it's just going to be like, oh, if you have all four of these, uh, if you already have all four tunable stations, you can just like put them all together and do it that way. Or if there's going to be like, oh, you can just go up to one crafting set and pick it up and just be done. And how the cost of all that's going to be. So. Definitely interested to know more about the intunable stations, though. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. It's going to be a really big thing to help like the big guilds save on their space you know for their houses and that's cool but we still need more space for our houses too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah you're like you're gonna cut uh the tunables by like you know 25 percent, right like i think there's a uh, what let's see no, they're gonna come by more than twenty five percent. They're gonna come by like seventy five percent. Because five tables are gonna turn into one. Or a five, well, four. four. Yeah. Yeah, but four tables are gonna turn into one. So. I think there's like seventy crafting sets. So. That's a lot. Yeah, I think there may be more, but yeah, instead of having you know two hundred and eighty. Having 70 is definitely a huge improvement there. And then uh, lastly, we have Q4. They're going to be introducing a new system. And this is going to be a two-person endless dungeon. This is really exciting. I mean, we've always wanted two-people content. It was just a passing kind of thing that Rich mentioned that it was clearly scripted, but Pete Wentz, Pete Wentz, I'm going follow boy. Uh, what's his last name? Hines? Yeah. That Pete Hines kind of pushed him into, but uh, he did throw it out there. What would it be like to do an endless dungeon with just a buddy? And, you know, that's I mean, what me and Dog just did in Frostfall, but with our companions. So we love that kind of stuff. Two-man content would be so fun in this game. Uh, we were saying if it's like a wave kind of thing, that would be really cool. Like Firefight and Halo or even like, you know, zombies and Call of Duty. Just that kind of like just mobs coming at you concept not that you have to like you know build up barricades or anything but just like maybe you move into a different part of this like big area and a different wave comes at you or something you know i think that would be a lot of fun and you could like build up like waves get harder and harder and then when you beat the boss you get like a cool reward or something um but the thing the concept that they say is endless so i'm like what does endless really mean? Does that mean like we never die? Does that mean it never ends? Does that mean both? Does that mean something entirely different? Who knows? So we'll have to wait longer to really find out about that. But the promise is certainly intriguing. Yeah, it definitely is. 
All right, so with that, we don't have much left, but we did want to take this little portion to get our Robots Radio break in and remind you all that if you go check out robotsradio.net, you will be enamored with a plethora of other excellent shows. And, uh, yeah, you should treat your ears to some of them. Right now, robotsradio.net. Well, not now, after the show, but you get it. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. All right, dog. So we uh, we talked about some of the reveal stuff. It was really awesome. We got a new. We're going back to Morrowind. Going to the city of Necrom that hasn't been seen since Elder Scrolls Arena. That only Lotus of Doom has played in the last twenty five years. And then we've got uh, the new class Arcanist, which is going to deal with uh, stuff from Apocrypha and the Black Books and Hermes Mora. That's going to be fun. And we've got Q3 and Q4 stuff that's going to be all kinds of new and fun, too. Now, on top of that, we've got the Scribes of Fate DLC that comes with Update 37 coming out soon. You know, sometime in March, because we're getting the PTS on freaking Monday. And they had a stream out on Friday. And that's also what we're here to talk about. So... What happened in this uh, good old stream, dog? Did they, you know, pretty much recap half the global reveal again? Yeah, they uh, recapped the global reveal stuff, and they also uh, said a bit more that is going to be coming with a tra- uh, chapter. First, you know, there's going to be two more character slots. One is free, and that is something that they normally do when they release a new uh, class. So. But now you can have a total of 20 characters when the chapter comes out. The name of the trial is Sanity's Edge. And I think that's really the only thing that they mentioned with the trial. The pre-purchased mount is invisible if you have any upgrades on it. But that's a bug. So they're going to fix that soon-ish. And then they also said that there's you know the two new companions... There's going to be new mythics, new antiquities, and the Almalexia Tales of Tribute deck. And I just want to point out, you know, oh, look, those are all, you know, repeatable systems that they uh, said they didn't have a lot of. But, you know, yeah, that's just me being me. (laughs) Yeah, classic dog. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... A new class definitely deserves at least two more character slots. And, uh, you know, that's all that I have to say about that. So uh, they also have out right now a Amazon Prime Gaming and Game Pass bundle. If you go uh, link your stuff, then you could get the Dragon Slayer number one. Outfit, I believe, style. Yeah, it's a 
outfit. I think a pet or maybe a mount and like crown crates. There you go. Can't beat that. Free stuff, free stuff. Yep. So we did get a little bit of info on these uh, two dungeons. As always, Mike just plowed up, you know, Mike Finnegan, the uh, lead encounter designer, just plowed through them on an internal server. But yeah, we got to see, you know, some of them. And uh, yeah, why don't you tell them about them, Don? All right, uh, Dungeon 1 is going to be uh, a town in Stone Falls. Uh, it's going to have three bosses with their own hard modes. So is the other one. Also with secrets, quote-unquote. Um, and there will be a Daedric Prince evolved, too. That's not Hermamora. But he might be evolved, too. So there might be two Daedric Princes involved. That's good. Usually when there's one, there's more. Yeah. And then the second dungeon is going to be on the southern part of the rift. which And this one's going to involve Hermamora and a friendly watcher. So. Yeah. Friendly and then watcher. I'll, yeah. I like that. And then from one of the new dungeons, there's going to be a new skin, and it's kind of cool looking. So, yeah, I, I did see that. It's kind of got that like green glow like on it. Yeah. Kind of periate looking. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to replace, you know, my main skin, but maybe. Definitely a maybe. But maybe. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. Like, it's going to be tough to replace my uh, Black Mirror Necromancer skin, but we'll see. Maybe on some characters. So, much unto our chagrin. I don't even know if that sentence made sense, but I'm not going back because I'm that upset because both dungeons will tie into the prologue quest for the chapter, which I will feel... Oh my god, words are hard. Which I feel will still kind of hinder them, honestly. Like, I don't like them having to write these dungeons with the story of the year in mind. I just, I don't. I don't feel like it makes for a good dungeon experience, like, trying to focus on the story. When, honestly, these dungeons are supposed to be about the fighting experience that you have with the monsters especially when you want to make them competitive clearly uh he said there's seeker bosses there's one that has just three bosses they all have their own hard mode you gotta go through each hard mode to unlock the next it's just you know they were doing things one way for a while, and they switched it, and now they're at this place where they're doing things this way. And it's been a while, and honestly, like, I think it's time to, you know, I don't, I'm not saying just switch it back to what it was, but it's time to switch it up again, because this whole, like, you know, here you go, here's two dungeons, and when you do them on vet, you get these... Things that are, you know, definitely diminished from the rewards they used to give. This is the coolest skin since the 
uh, Purified Meridia one to come out, and that was, you know, three or four years ago with Elsewhere. Like, it's, and that was when they started this whole do it on veteran and you get a skin. And I'm fine with that. But, you know, I don't know. Just, they need to just refresh the concept of the dungeons a bit, I think. But then again, who knows? I could be super uh, wrong and they'll have already done that. And when they drop in March, I'm going to be blown away. Yeah. That's definitely a possibility, but uh, those yeah. my hopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, it definitely kind of feels like this might be a full like year long storyline, year long storyline just kind of crammed into uh the first half of the year, and if that's the case, that means that one, you no, know, they uh, kind of just scrapped a dungeon DLC. Which I mean, maybe they might add later on, but, um, but also that might mean that you know the chapter is going to be like a lot of story content, like a lot. If it's like both, you know, if it's actually like the chapter in a small DLC zone, all in uh one thing, all put together. So, and then the uh, last big section uh, that the stream really did was a bunch of update 37 base game features that are going to be added to the game. Yeah, so we've got a few uh, different features coming. We've got some house of, some housing quality of life improvements. Um, God, I don't even remember any off the top of my head. Do you, dog? No, I don't. I don't remember anything off the top of my head. I think they're all kind of like uh, I, I always kind of say basic, but they're probably like pretty big for if you're yeah. To do a lot like of for housing mansions, they're super cool. But just yeah, I can't do anything with housing because my house is full and I have no will to take stuff down. So just give me a couple hundred more spots and I'll be fine. I think the big one is that if you're at a house. And if you're looking at something, I think you might have the option to, like, look at it and, like, see what kind of item it is. I think that might be one, maybe. I feel like I remember hearing something like that. And then we also got three new rewards of the worthy sets, a medium, light, and a heavy. So we'll see how those pan out. And, you know, this is clearly the number one most requested thing. We got new Alliance Emblem face markings. Yes. More stuff. Yes, that everyone always wants. All right, the next big one is a daily and weekly reset timer updates. But not all of them, which is a bit odd. Um, But they're going to have like a list of everything that's going to be changed and whatnot. And they will be making them the same time as the daily login reward timer. Which to me makes a bit of sense, kind of, but it would have felt more appropriate if they did it in Q4 when they did all the other changes and they would just had like all the changes put together. Whereas now we're doing all the changes in across like what six months. Yeah, six months, I guess. Yeah, it was like a double batch of uh, changes, apparently. Yeah. 
So on top of that, to finish it off, we've got screen narration accessibility feature coming. A new house in High Isle, which has a lighthouse. Let me add that. And I go ahead. I hope if you like block like the wall or you like you say you take a wall, right? And you block the light. I wonder if that like if that works like that. Because they have like really good lighting features, and I wonder if that's one of them. Like uh, lighting and shadow. Yeah. I could see that. Definitely interesting. Right, and then the uh, last thing is that they're adding an item to hide shoulders, which is a really requested thing. Um, and you're going to be able to get this at the Empresario during the Jester's Festival event or the Empresario's assistant after the event at any time. So, uh, you know, late March, you're going to be able to uh, get that. Get the item to hide your shoulder pieces if, uh, you know, you don't like your shoulder pieces. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a highly requested thing. I know people have wanted to hide their shoulders as much as I sometimes want to hide my hat on characters. So glad that they're finally coming through with that. I think they said it comes out sometime around the Jasters Festival randomly, but you know, well, I guess we'll see. And I think that is going to wrap it up for our reveal and uh, separate reveal stream recap. Uh, Dogged, why don't you let them all know where they could chill with us on any day that isn't the day they're listening to this? All right, you can find us on Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on our Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us in our ESOPC or Xbox Guild of Ares the Red Diamond, which you join on the Robots Radio Discord, find on robotsradio.net. And if you check the show notes, you'll find links to all our great stuff. ESO-Hub.com, our sponsors, and our music producer. And if you leave us a five-star review with some words on Apple Podcasts, we will shout your name to the stars from the hills. Dog, what if they want to get in touch with you? You can find me on Xbox, Twitter, and ESOPC, all of at DogPark24. And that's going to be the same here at Bob underscore Chichinsky. So thank you all again for hanging out. Dogged, thank you for stopping in, my man. And we hope you all enjoyed the reveal and our recap. And uh, as far as that goes, we will see you all next week. Yep, see ya.
Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.